Uh, hi, everyone. My name's Ella. Like Dave said, he once introduced me as Ellie, but it's all good. I've managed to forgive him just like Tibbs did. Um, so, yes, uh, I am on the vocational leadership track at Woody's, so you might see me around from time to time. And I also work for the ambulance service in the control room. But a lot of my time is filled up with being an auntie. Now, tonight's topic is blessing. So I'd like to introduce you to my niece and nephew. Got a little video of them. Um, and their current understanding of blessing, because Gabe's four, Libby's two. Here's a little video. I know, so cute. So they've just learned about bless you. When you sneeze, you say bless you to someone. So sometimes, um, you know, someone will sneeze in one room and Libby from the other room will go, bless you! They just, they bellow it, but there's something in it. They know that's important. Um, so, yes. So this week is prayer week, as we've said several times. And normally in prayer week, my go-to would be intercession. Let's pray for stuff. Like, intercession just means standing in the gap. So like, oh, you know, there's the cost of living crisis over here. God's over here. I want to cover that gap and I'm going to bring it in prayer. And just a caveat at the beginning, Woody's and I really encourage you to intercede this week, to pray for things that are on your heart, on your mind, for things going on at church. That's massively what we want to encourage you to do. But I felt specifically for this topic that God actually wanted me to talk a bit more about personal prayer and blessing and, and being blessed by God, basically, because sometimes it can almost be easier to pray for the stuff around us than for ourselves. Uh, and so to knock this on the head at the beginning, I'm going to channel my inner Philip Gennardo and ask you to turn to your neighbor and say to them, boldly proclaim, it is not selfish to pray for yourself. <laughs> well done, everyone. That's good. And, and then you can finish talking. Um, that's great. So as a kid, I don't know why, but as a kid, I just, I thought it was selfish to pray for yourself. I thought, yes, you pray for other people, but it's selfish to pray for yourself. Don't know where that came from. I don't think I was taught it. And I, but I've often heard people say like, oh, I've got a bit of a selfish prayer request. I've got a job interview coming up. And I'm like, that's fine. Pray for that. Well, yes, we should pray for that. Um, but sometimes, sometimes it just gets in there, this thought that it's selfish to pray for ourselves, which it's not. And I'm going to show us how unselfish it is and how much God wants us to pray for ourselves by having a quick flick to Genesis 32, 23 to 29. I'll read it off the screen because my Bible's too small. So Jacob is a guy in the Bible. His brother wants to kill him. He's a bit nervous and he's sort of heading back into the land where his brother lives. So he's, he's just stressing out the night before. It says, after he'd sent them across the stream, that's his family, he sent over all of his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he couldn't overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what's your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans, and you have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? And then he blessed him there. Now, this story has some weird bits to it. Like, if a stranger approached you in the night, why would you wrestle him for hours on end? And I don't have the wisdom or knowledge or intellect to do justice to that. So I'm not even going to talk about it. We're just going to take it at face value. Jacob wanted to be blessed. And he was willing to wrestle all night for a blessing. Now, this Christmas, I took what I thought was a very funny video of my brother. He thought it was less funny. And so he grabbed the phone out of my hand and I jumped on him. And we're like wrestling all around the room. Um, 
trying to, I thought this, the world needed to see this video and he did not. So we're wrestling, we're wrestling, and I lost after about 30 seconds, and he was sat on top of me, and I literally limped away because I've got a gammy hip because I'm a 1,000 years old. And, um, and, but the thing is, it was 30 seconds. It was not long, and I came away from that so tired, and like you know, it did not take long for him to beat me. And I just thought, golly, Jacob didn't wrestle for 30 seconds. He wrestled, no, not 30 minutes, not for an hour, not two hours. After three hours, would you not be tired of wrestling with someone? He wrestled all night long. That's like eight hours or something. He really wanted to be blessed a lot. And that's what God wants us to be like. He wants to bless us. He cares about us and wants to bless us. And he also wants us to care about our blessing. You've got other bits in the Bible where people are wanting to be blessed and wanting to be, pray, they'll pray for themselves. You've got Hannah in First Samuel. She's saying like, God, please bless me with a child. I really want a baby. You've got blind Bartimaeus who's like screaming out in, in the Gospels, screaming out like, please, God, bless me, bless me. And people often came to Jesus in the Gospels and said, can you bless me? Can you mediate this thing? Can you heal me? And so the Bible sets this precedent where it says, yeah, it's okay to pray for blessing. And Jacob sets a crazy precedent, like, how much do you want to be blessed? It's good to want to be blessed. So the aim of this talk is for us to feel empowered about our spiritual walk with God and to feel confident in bringing our stuff to him and praying, can you bless this? Can you bless me? This is going on in my life. And I think we should do that often. And I think we should do it for a long time. So what do I actually mean by blessing? Because quite often, I would like things that we would traditionally consider a blessing would be like, oh, promotion, a new job getting married, having a baby, um, someone paying for your coffee. Like, there's a variation of, what, of how intense the blessing is there. But, like, that stuff, it blesses us, doesn't it? Um, if you're really, like, a very grateful person, you might say, oh, having running water in my house is such a blessing, or access to health care, or, like, food on the table. Those things are all blessings. And I don't want to negate that. Those are amazing things. I'm very grateful for food and water and things like that. Um, if you're praying for a new job where you feel satisfied, crack on. That's fantastic. If you're praying for a spouse or for a good marriage, that is amazing. Keep doing that. But I want to also put in there the whole idea of spiritual blessings. Um, the early church, when I look at the early church, they talk a lot about spiritual blessings. They don't talk so much about the kind of the comforts that ease us through life. They didn't have much of an expectation that God would make their life easy and comfortable to, you know, to get through to the end. But they talk a lot, Paul writes a lot about spiritual blessing. And uh, I think we can all agree in the last couple of years, the world has been proven to be a very uncertain place. And, you know, sometimes in England, we can feel a little bit protected from stuff. But uh, the pandemic showed us that there are ups and downs in life. And even if you live wisely and responsibly, things can just change on a sixpence. And uh, I think the thing about a spiritual blessing is that it lasts. God's not going to take it away from us. And so that's something we can count on when the rest of life just can come and go. And I want to celebrate when it's good, but it can also get rough. Uh, so here we go. Paul, a little bit in 2 Corinthians, he, he talks about this thorn in the flesh. And he's like, God, please bless me. Take this away from me. It's painful. Da, da, da. We don't know if it's like a metaphor or if it's like an actual physical ailment. But he's, he prays three times, God, please take this away from me and bless me. And God doesn't. So the physical blessing he wants doesn't actually happen. But he says, God gave me this grace to endure it. And so there's a spiritual blessing that came alongside that that's more than just optimism. And I think God with physical blessings, doesn't always happen, but with spiritual blessing, he always wants to bless us. 
So I want us to be equipped, basically, to make it to the end of our lives, still following Jesus wholeheartedly, still growing deeper and maturing, no matter the landscape of our lives. And to do that, we need to be able to pray for ourselves for spiritual blessings. What are they? I basically believe that the biggest blessing in life is to know God. He formed us with his hands. He breathed life into us. And we are made to exist and to thrive within him. So he's our maker and we can exist outside of him. We can plod through life. That's great. But I don't think any human can fully thrive and flourish unless they know God. Because there's this whole spiritual part of themselves that is calling out for him that, that is only satisfied in him. So I used to have this tortoise called Sully. And every morning he'd wake up and he'd like really slowly move over to the heat lamp. And then he'd get under the heat lamp and warm up. And he was just always searching it out. And um, that's, yeah, he, he, would, he would just wait for it and get there. And then once he's heated up, then he can go about his day. But he couldn't exist without living in the way he was designed. And he was designed to warm up before he does anything. And that's what we're like with Jesus. We're, we come alive in him. We can exist outside of him, but we thrive within relationship with him. We are all searching to be known and loved. On some level, all of us are searching for that. By people, yes, but on the deepest level, it's only God who can satisfy that. And there's blessing when we come into alignment with that deep heart cry. But then there's this sickness called sin that tries to keep us away from God and keep us out of that blessing and that alignment. And it's, you, we can't overcome it, but Jesus did overcome it. He's the only person. By his stripes alone are we healed, not by anything we do, only by Jesus so there's this incredible blessing that the way we were designed to be that was stolen from us and we couldn't live in it, Jesus won it back for us. So on your worst day, the very worst things that you can say and do on this earth, you are still forgiven. If you follow Jesus, there is forgiveness available to you immediately. You're welcome straight back into his arms. Your life is kept safe with him. If you follow Jesus, your life is safe with him. And when eternity comes, when you die, you'll be with him. That can't be taken away from you, even with your worst actions. If you follow Jesus, it's safe. And then like Christian Aid says, they believe in life after death, but they believe in life before death too. And there's also these riches, rich spiritual blessings that God wants us to have before we get to heaven. So following Jesus is the ultimate blessing. There's nothing better. And it's even, so all, all of our rubbish stuff is covered by him and all of our amazing stuff, like the best joy that you can experience on earth is but a shadow of a foretaste of what we get in heaven when we get the fullness of what Jesus has for us. That is blessing. That's the blessing of knowing God and it can't be taken away. So that's for you. We're freed from the sickness of sin. We're freed, not just like the cage door is open, you can go and sit in the yard outside, but we're freed not just from something, but into something, to exist the way that God made us to exist. And I'm trying to paint a picture of what freedom and flourishing and thriving is like, but words, I'm not able to really do it with words. Some people might be, but I can't flesh it out with language. So I found a video that's going to describe, it shows the freedom that I'm talking about, like this, you're made for something and he's doing it. So bear with me, it's a TikTok video, but it demonstrates it really well. Um, yeah.
There we go. Okay, thanks for humoring me. Um, that may not have hit with you guys. I just, the first time I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, that, that dog, it's a collie, has been bred with a purpose to be able to just cover so much ground and go and find those sheep and round them up and it's got to have endurance and it's just been bred with a purpose to be able to run like that. And at the beginning, she's like sat on the back of a quad bike, like, can I go, can I go? And then she gets me and she legs it. She hits 37 miles an hour and the quad bike is struggling to keep up with her. I just think that's, that's like freedom in God. That's what we're, we're made for something. We've been formed for something. And when you come into alignment with him, when you find Jesus, that's what it's meant to be like. Now, uh, obviously, lots of us in the room are like, well, my life isn't surrounded by a euphoric, epic soundtrack all the time. And I don't feel like that dog does all the time. That, you know, in life, there is grief and loss and difficulty. There's unemployment. There's depression, unwanted singleness, relationship breakdown. Poverty, discouragement, all of these things still happen to Christians. Don't want to promote anything that says that we're immune to that. We're not at all. But there is a deeper layer. When we know Jesus, there's a deeper layer that says, my soul is safe with Jesus and he's always with me. Everything changes when we live in that reality. So we need to bind ourselves to that truth again and again because it's so easy to forget. Like all of the euphoria when you become a Christian is like, this is amazing. Everyone should know about this. That feeling can fade over time, but it's this, it's this deep truth that we need to take hold of again and again. It's alarmingly easy to forget, but that is our first blessing and it never goes. So we need to pray for it to be re-realized in us regularly. We need to remember how good salvation is because it's, it's the blessing that just should be the bedrock of our lives. And I'm saying this because I so regularly forget this. So how do we get this? We've got that blessing. Great. Is there anything else? Because frankly, it's hard to be a Christian. There was uh, this guy called Ellis got baptized here last week. And in his testimony, he said something. And I was like, he's nailed it. That's it. He said, life with Jesus is 10 times easier. And I was like, oh dear, that's not the truth. And he goes, and 10 times harder. I was like, that is the truth. He's got it. So we, you know, life gets loads better when you're with Jesus, but it's harder too. Like you can't hold grudges anymore. You've got to process through that. You can't pass on gossip anymore. You've got to let that go. You can't lose it at someone in a second and be really angry with them. There are all these things that feel good to this like dark part of ourselves, like gossiping and lust and revenge and frustration, anger, that suddenly you've got to like resist and say no to and deny it. And it's hard. Uh, so where is the blessing? You're like, if it's just all difficulty, where's the blessing there? I think beyond the, the basic blessing of being reunited with God, we have the Holy Spirit who helps us live our life now. So there are a thousand and one situations every day where the Holy Spirit wants to bless us and help us to get through life. So we've got the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5. Uh, we hear about the fruits of the Spirit... Actually, can it come up? Because again, I can't find it in my Bible. So the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. These are the things that God wants to give us. These are blessings that he gives us to make our lives 10 times easier, as well as, you know, the difficulty that comes. So the process is hard. If you, if there's someone who you're like, she was a cow to me all day at work and she knows it and she's been deliberately undermining me or whatever. You have a, an obligation, a theological ob obligation to work towards forgiveness with her. You can't do that on your own. But the blessing of the Holy Spirit is that he gives you love to overcome your frustration and to forgive someone. If you're dealing with lust in your life, 
he gives the Holy Spirit gives us this blessing of self-control to overcome that. And uh, for every for every temptation in life, for every difficulty, for every struggle, the Holy Spirit wants to empower us to overcome that stuff. And these are the blessings that He gives us to get through life. The process is hard. Don't don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that forgiveness is easy, but our lives are richer and more beautiful when we let these blessings into our lives. God's committed to growing gifts in us too, like leadership, hospitality, organization, communication, counseling, administration, leading worship, mentoring people, teaching, befriending people. All of these things are blessings that God wants to grow in us. They're gifts he's given us. And he's like, I want to grow that in you. Are you willing for me to do that? These things are released in the place of prayer. It's when we come to Jesus and we're like surrendered to him. That's when he, he releases these gifts in our lives, basically. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything to do with toxic positivity. I'm not saying, oh, sorry, did you lose your job? Are you unemployed? That's really hard. Well, you know, Jesus is still on the throne, so you should be really happy. Or like, you can't have a grumpy day because, you know, God's, God's still with you and stuff. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that you should suffer in silence. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't rejoice when good things come your way, like, you know, just physical blessings. While you're waiting for the job that you want or recognition at work or for the perfect house to come on the market or, you know, for the baby that you've been trying to conceive, while you're waiting for those things, while you're wrestling with loss or depression or discouragement, we need to remember that there is a baseline. When the blessings of life seem like they're not there or like they're falling away, there's a deeper blessing that God is, is giving us. We have to we have to remember that stuff and come back to it again and again. The pain and the difficulty does not mean that God is absent. The pain and the difficulty don't mean that God isn't working something in us. But what I really want to encourage us to do is in that place of personal prayer to turn to God and be like, okay, what am I not seeing? What, have you, what are you blessing me with now? That's how we get to where Paul got to uh, at the end of Philippians, which is this book where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm in prison and I got beaten up and like, I'm really poor and da 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 I'm so happy. <laughs> it's a really weird book. He says um, in Philippians 4, I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, living in plenty or living in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. What I'm getting at is that you can be blessed spiritually even when your life seems like it's going to hell in a handbasket. And the blessing comes when we ask for it in prayer and when we surrender ourselves to the process in prayer. So this prayer week, I want to encourage you to pray for yourself. Pray for the things that come to your mind immediately when you get in the prayer room. Uh, and you're just like, gosh, this is going on at home and with my housemate or my partner or whatever. And this is going on at work. And this, like the things that are just straight there at the top of your head. I want you to pray for those things. And I want you to pray for your future and your vision and your encouragement and your gifts and where you're going. And alongside that, I want us to pray for spiritual blessings, for the fruits of the Spirit to be evident, more evident and richly embodied in our lives. I want us to pray for the temptations that come knocking at our door, the places where we regularly fall down, the places where we just like, I can't believe I'm still doing that. I can't believe this ugly part of itself rises in me again and again. I want us to be praying, what I'll be praying for this week is to be reminded again and again of what a blessing it is to know Jesus and for that to be the bedrock of my life and for that to encourage me and like speak to my sort of now circumstances. So um, I'll just say, I, 
In the foyer at the welcome desk on the right-hand side, I've left two piles of very unassuming slips of paper. One of them has uh, Ephesians 1, a couple of verses from Ephesians 1 on it. And if you are so inclined, grab one of those and just take it away. And for prayer week, at least, <clears throat> if not longer, just look through that because it talks about the blessings that we have in Christ and they're powerful. So I just encourage you to take that away, highlight the good bits and like dwell on it and think, yeah, this is, these are my blessings in Christ. I want to make these real. I want Jesus to make them real in my life and take it to him in your quiet time or in the prayer room or whatever else you want to call your time with Jesus. There's also... Um, a slip there called the fellowship prayer which is there's a guy called Mike Bickle in America and he just prays all day long and he has this thing called the fellowship prayer which he says are prayers to strengthen your inner man your spirit and to help you make it to the end still loving and following Jesus so it's just an acronym fellowship so the first one is F fear of the Lord and then E for endurance and da 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 just take it away and you know for a couple of weeks just pray through that 10 minutes a day pray those things those characteristics of that prayer into your life and just see what happens i'm gonna hand over to dave quickly he's got a couple of extra things to say and then we'll have a wee ministry time thank you so much ella and thank you for your freshness in in, in what you share and for the authenticity of your your sharing too um, as we go into prayer week, one of the things that we want to do is not just pray for our own blessings, but to bless our communities and our city. And as Abraham was called blessed to be a blessing, we also are called to be blessed, as Ella's reminded us, but also to be a blessing to others. And prayers of blessing are different from prayers of help, prayers of trouble. You know what the Bible says, is anyone in trouble, let them pray. That's one thing. It's easy to pray about our troubles. And sometimes it's easy to pray for the troubles of the world. We can look at the crises in our, in our own culture, in our own systems, in the health service, in the cost of living. We can look at the major crisis of Ukraine, which we've already prayed about, and, and ask God, God help, God sort it out, God let your kingdom come. But there's another dimension to prayer of blessing, which is not about help, not about we're in trouble, but what's our potential What's God seeing in us that we haven't yet seen? What's God drawing out that we haven't yet seen in the lives of those around us? And one of the things that, that happens when people of God are around or when God's around is that God blesses people who thought, what, you're really asking me to do that? You're, you're really seeing that in me? A great example of that, of course, is Mary. And, um, and Elizabeth says, how blessed am I that the, the, the mother of my Lord is here? And she blesses Elizabeth. But God saw something in Mary and entrusted her with a blessing that was far beyond her, her expectations. And part of what we, we can do with, in prayer, prophetically and practically, is see the heart of God for people that they haven't yet seen and call it out for them. See the potential for our city. So um, Jeremiah tells the exiles to pray for the blessing of the city of Babylon. It's a secular city. It's a pagan city. It's a, it's a place where they're, they're set. But he's saying, pray for that blessing. You're there Bless that city, and you'll be blessed as you do that. And the power of blessing other people is so strong that actually Paul encourages us to bless our enemies. He says this in Romans chapter 12. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and don't curse. And uh, he goes on to say, uh, practically speaking as well, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. And don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And we want to be a powerhouse to bless our city. So when we gather on Tuesday night, when we gather in our prayer mornings, we'll not just be praying about prayers of trouble, but we're saying, God, how do you see this city? How do you see, what's your strategy? What's your purpose? How can we partner with you to see 
what's unseen come into being among us? How can we see uh, the, the, the heart that you have to release your potential in the young people that we're caring for, living with, etc.? And we'd love it if in your small groups um, you'd be able to devise strategies of prayer blessing for, the, for your networks, for your communities, for those you're involved with. Is that all right? So I'm just going to ask you, um, before we, we, we go back into worship and, and give you a chance to come forward for, for prayers and bless yourselves, just to take a moment to just think. Think about people that you're working with. How would God want to call out more for them? People, the people that you live with, the people on your street or in your house, people in your family, the people you're connected with. Ask God to help you dream his dreams for them. Just for a moment, just let's take a Take a bit of time to do that. Father, we have a dream for Bristol. That it will be a city of hope. A city of refuge. Lord, we don't see it fully yet, but we believe that you've called us in this city to be blessed, to be a blessing. Lord, we hold before you the people that have come to our minds, in our networks, in our neighbourhoods, in our workplaces, in our families. Will you show us this week how we can bless them, even those who are opposed to us? Show us how we can um, catch your heart for those people. Help us to pray for them in secret and maybe from time to time bring prayers of blessing into their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want to commission you to think maybe you could see something that someone hasn't seen about themselves and say, this is true, this is what I've seen, it's a wonderful thing, it's a positive word for them, and bless them this week. But we'd also love to, to get some prayer for you as individuals tonight, that you can get a hold of your own blessing. Do you want to lead us into that one? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought, in, in church often we have music during response, and that's worship, and that's really appropriate. Uh, sometimes introverts, uh, or just people, we don't have to always be referring to ourselves as introverts and extroverts, uh, think silence is really helpful, and I often find silence helpful. So I thought maybe we could just do 90 seconds, and I'll time it, we won't go over, but you don't have to worry that I'm going to start talking in the middle of it, to think, okay, what are the things that I want to pray for myself? What are the things where I'm aware that I'm weak, or where I'm aware that I'm gifted, and I want God to grow me? I thought mentally, or on your phone, or in a notebook, or whatever, just compose a list of things that you will go away and pray about this week. Maybe just for 10 minutes in the morning, or if you go to the prayer room, do book in, it's amazing. Um, yeah, so we're going to do 90 seconds.
Well done. Um, I wrote others too. So I really encourage you to take that to the prayer room, take it to a prayer time this week and start praying for yourself and pray regularly for yourself. If we could get the band back up, we'll go into a bit of response time. And the main thing I felt like God wanted to highlight, probably it's just to me, but I wanted to invite you into it as well, was just that um, that sense of like, oh, this is what God wants us to be like, that freedom he wants us to have and us to live in this amazing knowledge of how blessed we are. And if you've been a Christian for more than 10 minutes, you realize it kind of waxes and wanes over time. And so if you're someone who thought, I'm actually, I've been a Christian for a long time, but I'm not identifying with all of the like joy and the excitement of, of the blessing of being reunited with God, then I think God wants us to come back to that again and again. And the joy of our salvation is what carries us through. So I felt like tonight God wanted to, God wants to re-realize in us the joy of our salvation. So if, if that if you were thinking, I don't identify with that, but I'd like to, then I'd really encourage you to come and get some prayer, get some prayer with someone you've come with or down at the front. We always love to pray for people. Please come forwards as well if you've got any other prayer needs or you know you need healing or anything like that. But I felt specifically like there might be people in the room along with me who need prayer to remember again how good it is, how blessed we are by God and to kind of take that away as a bit of a, a weighty feeling and a knowledge with us. Yes, thank you boys.